Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt. I'm your host, Miles. Cashmere. Spiritual baddie. Hey, well, this week, once again, we've got a treat for you guys, as we have another special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Josh Rivers. (laughs) Oh, hello, Josh. How are you doing today? I'm really well. I feel great. Hey, well, tell us a little bit about yourself briefly. So I'm Josh, and yeah. I'm the creator and host of Busy Being Black, hey, which is the, the podcast hey. exploring how we nice. live in the fullness of our queer black lives. Yes, cool. <laughs> That's the abridged version of who I am. Yeah, <laughs> of course. We're going to get to that later. There's Your so voice is just amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I'm love just so intrigued. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cashmere. You love a guy with an accent, don't you, Cashmere? It just sounds so lovely. Like, <laughs> she wants you to read her lullabies before she goes to sleep. Well, let's get straight into the show uh, with our word of the week. And as per usual, when we have a guest on, we invite them to share with us their word. So what is your word of the week, Josh? My word of the week is abundance. Yes. Mm. Right? Yeah. 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 I've just been thinking a lot about abundance and how in order for us to, you know, have more of what we want, i.e. joy, happiness, Mm -hmm. respect. Yes. We have to create the room for it in our lives. You know, we have Mm -hmm. to let go of all the things that are no longer serving us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And abundance is something that I think I found quite hard to encourage and welcome in my life, if that makes sense. Like this idea of having more or of being full has always been i've always felt it's a bit out of reach mm. so i like this idea of abundance this week I'm, I'm thinking about how to cultivate more of it yeah most definitely mm. i really have to close my eyes just to get a visualization yeah. while you was yeah. talking about abundance so yeah. thank you for that word because i felt it yeah what did you visualize i was just visualizing abundance in my life and grabbing everything in abundance and but being satisfied with, <laughs> with what you are, with what you have. But what, Miles? It. It's just, just it's you know, good. have an abundance in all areas and, you know, appreciate it so you can attract more. That's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking about. Definitely. Well, and because, you know, if we want to give, we have to be full first. Mm-hmm. Right? That is very true. Mm-hmm. And so how do we cultivate that fullness mm-hmm. so we can keep giving and keep helping and keep 
Yeah, being good. Giving. Yeah, and showing appreciation. Yes. Wait, say your name one more time. I'm sorry. Josh Rivers. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, how was everyone's weeks? Let's start with you, spiritual buddy. My week, last week, it tested me. Um, but I'm in a good place now, so like... That's I know good. how to, I know just how to, to block it and not let it affect my inner peace. Mm-hmm. But it did test me and stuff did happen that could have really, that would have um, upset and frustrated the person I used to be maybe mm-hmm. one year ago. But mm-hmm. now I'm in a better place, you know, stuff happens and I know how to deal with it and handle it. But apart from that, my good, my week was good, not yeah. my good was weak. <laughs> but yeah, my week was good. Um we had a fun event that we attended, yeah, didn't we? we? Did. Yes, yeah. Hungama. <laughs> yeah, Hungama. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me and Miles had a little turn up at the yeah. representing mm-hmm. at the belt. So yeah, that was a nice way to finish the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was fun. How was your week, Cash? I'm. Um, I improved from last week. Last week was Yay. a bit. It was a bit oh, more yeah. stressful and. Yeah, but it's improved. It's still a, it's still a bit stressful, but it's not as bad as it was last week. I'm trying to fight the stress away and just try and ignore it and try trying to think like more positive. As um, Josh Rivers said, I can't do your I voice. Deep down, I'm just trying to say, the whole thing about feeling full. I'm trying to feel more full in myself and and let good things in. So yeah, I'm trying to be more positive this time round. Yeah. Well, on that positive note mm-hmm. if you don't feel full you're looking nice and full cashmere so <laughs> the sun's coming out and you can just enjoy your abundance of everything you have <laughs> Such a clap. yeah my week was good uh echoing what spiritual buddy said we went to hungama which is our special guest last week ryan langey's event in shoreditch house which was really really cool um yeah that was fun what else uh i've just been tell them about busy. what you've done today Oh, yeah, today. So um, myself and my friend Kalechi, uh, Kalechi Okafor, if you don't if you don't follow her or whatever, you can follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, she has a pole and twerk class in Peckham. I think she's got another studio now. Mm. And she's also got another amazing podcast called Say Your Mind, which is great. Mm. Fellow mm. Nigel's sister, you know. So we went to a screening of uh, the new Whitney film yeah. in... Oh Regent Street Cinema and it was really good I tweeted a little thread about it today because I was I was skeptical because like the producers the authors and the writers were all white straight men and I was just really like ah you know are they going to give us this this singular Mm -hmm. narrative of the uh, stereotypical black woman Mm -hmm. are they going to like demonize the whole you know the whole drug abuse thing and just concentrate on that and paint on a certain light but they didn't they mm. they were really honest and truthful with it and they sh- they did share those experiences but they were very sensitive about it without refraining from the truth mm. and um they they sh- painted her in a light that was human and mm. relatable to everyone mm-hmm. and that represented her well which was great That's to good. be fair the people that pissed me off the most in the documentary were her black brothers mm. um one in particular but across the board they were so happy in the film without giving anything away no spoilers mm. they mm-hmm. were happy to i mean we know talk. what happened well yeah they were <laughs> so happy to talk about the drug the drugs they were taking how they introduced it to her mm-hmm. or wow. and 
you know, l- literally listing off the drugs that they were doing. Mm. But when it came down to speak about the intimate relationship that she had with a woman, their backs went up and they're like, I don't want to discuss that. I'm not mm. going to talk about that. And it's like, so you're yeah, so okay to speak about, mm-hmm. you know, these drugs that killed and fucked up your sister's body. But her having an intimate relationship with a woman, mm. which didn't cause mm-hmm. her any kind of death and doesn't cause any kind of death. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to speak about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now you're, you know, Christian and we don't do this, we don't do that. And I just think mm. it's so small minded. And anyway, the film was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so I went to watch that with Kalechi and my fellow castmates, which was great. What else did we do? The event said, otherwise I've just been trying to get to the gym a little bit more mm-hmm. as well as doing like you stuff sent, for the show. You mm-hmm. sent, I think I FaceTimed you, you was running on the treadmill, so that's good. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying. No, I'm just trying. But yeah, my week was good. It was eventful and yeah, good to be back in the studio. How was your week, Josh? My week was good. Yeah. It was a bit of a low mental health week. Mm. Okay. As I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm a, I, yeah. I just get into these kind of like really deep mental spirals. You mm. see, I talk about it on Instagram all yeah. the time. Um, and then the end of the week was really good. We got Phil on the cover of Gay Times. Yes. So we were Oh, yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah. Amazing. She looked great. Yeah, she looked incredible. Yeah. And so that was a really nice way to end the week. That was a lot of hard work to pull that off. And so we did. And we were so thrilled. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you said you had like a low mental health week. Are you aware of like um, astrology in your natal chart? Well, I do know my chart. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was happening last week, yeah. but I did look at the sky and go, well, I don't know what's going on up there. But I <laughs> <laughs> oh, <you better> stop <laughs> it. <laughs> when are you going to educate a spiritual body on like the, the stars and yeah. like all of those it's things? It's coming, it's coming. We it's need coming. it soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming. But yeah, like, because that can sometimes explain why your mood is feeling low, like if there's certain transits and the angles of certain planets and relating to the time that you was born mm. that can that can affect your mood so yeah you should look into it. So let's get into melanin magnificence this week who's yours Kashmir? my melanin magnificence goes to this lovely youtuber her name goes her name is chanel primrose come on chanel went, well chanel amrose amber rose she's um a plus size um youtuber and she's a mum and stuff like that as well i think over the recent years she's trying to like be comfortable with her body and stuff mm-hmm. like that and be known that she's a plus size black woman and she's supporting anyone who's who's plus size and feel comfortable in their body trying to give them more confidence in themselves and i know she attended this event mm-hmm. um i think it was like last sunday it was called the spring melanin for oh, like yes. um for like dark skin body positivity plus size women Shout or any type Lula. of size or curve women. so i think lately i've been watching her videos more and more and she's become so comfortable with her skin like i'm like you know how like of course plus size girls are really like uncomfortable to wear like short sleeves tops yeah. and stuff like that but she just did it and like knowing that she does it on youtube and everyone sees she's like she don't care anymore this is who i am mm-hmm. this is my body do you take it or leave it? and some so i'm actually glad to have someone i because i'm not comfortable sometimes when i wear something i'm like oh, i don't want to wear that mm. but knowing that really? she's come yeah i'm like <laughs> why are you doing your face like that it's true <laughs> because sometimes i feel like i, I always stay in black if i want to go and do like bright colors but i feel like no it makes i'm gonna look weird and stumpy no, in yellow it. 
yeah on black skin <laughs> and is life yeah it's nice mm. I'm like, i don't <laughs> think i could pull it off but knowing that she does it i feel it's giving me confidence maybe i can yeah. do it too yeah, 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 so yeah, she's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. building a way for all the plus size dark skinned women out there who don't love themselves to be like you know what it, love your body because and flaunt it the way you like so i really like her mm. chanel you, amber chanel. rose yes i hope yes. i say your name right yes i love you kid <laughs> And my melanin magnificence this week goes to a woman called Chadera. She is known as the Sunflower. She has a big Instagram following. Um, but she is just a beautiful spirit and has uplifting energy. Um, she is many things. She like is a style blogger. She's an author. She does public speaking. Um but the reason I am giving melanin magnificence to her is because she has a voice and she is using her voice well we all have a voice but she's using hers to empower people you know firstly she empowers black women mm-hmm. um she empowers women overall she just is really empowering um she started a movement called the saggy boob movement because she was come on saggy boob yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hashtag saggy she was, boobs. yeah she was she was tired of society and you know meeting these certain beauty standards yeah. of you know magazine girls and stuff and she yeah. went you know what i'm not wearing a bra she said my boobs are saggy and i'm gonna live with it and be and present it. with it and she started this movement and it's it's blew up on social media okay. you know she's had um a documentary along with bbc she worked with them um and she spoke out about her suffering from alopecia so she really just uses her voice and shares parts of herself and her experiences to help people so you know melon magnificence mm-hmm. goes to her yes, keep doing your thing the sunflower <laughs> the slum flower the slum Not flower and the art behind that that name i love that too yeah <laughs> Well, my melanin magnificence goes out to a young man by the name of Chinua Cole. Now, um, he's a 24-year-old um, and he's developed an app called the Dad App. Um, yeah, so, so he actually comes from a background of like football and I think he's worked as a banker and stuff like that. And he's not a dad himself, oh. but he said that a lot of like locker room chat that he's had with a lot of his friends, he's realized a lot of dads, um, they have issues being a father and find that they can get pressured into by society with the whole masculinity thing, not oh. being able to like let these problems that they have out and to express them and they don't want to speak to people about it and they really can't find a connect. Um, so he's created this app in hopes of normalizing the conversation and giving dads uh specific tools that they need to navigate certain topics and certain issues that they may face as a parent and the fact that he isn't a dad Mm -hmm. and he's only 24 and as well being you know a straight black footballer doing something like this i was just like (laughs) okay this is this is Mm -hmm. great he's not even a dad yet and he's created this app because he's thinking in the future for when he is a dad. And he actually did say that the average person doesn't understand why a dad would have postnatal depression, but it's real. Dads and men in general can't be reluctant to share their concerns about anxiety because it's a difficult thing for them to talk about, particularly at the time when they feel like they should be supporting their partner and baby. So I just think what he's done is absolutely incredible. And to be such a young man thinking so broadly mm-hmm. and an advanced mm-hmm. i think is outstanding so whether you're a, if you're a dad download the app i'll put a link in the bio in the i'll put a link in the description somewhere um yeah so i think that was a 
amazing thing that he did this week. So Melon mm. in Magnificence goes to you, Chinua. What in Chinua? Oh, Chinua. Yeah, what a nice name. Dude, I'm trying to decide between two. I'm okay. going to go with Gerard Martin. Okay. Who is a choreographer. And um, I saw him perform a new piece on Friday called B and it's all about black male intimacy. So it's him and another dancer in this kind of beautiful and heartbreaking and intimate dance together. And it made me so happy, but also so uncomfortable in the moment Mm -hmm. because yeah, because they're getting, they're very physical (laughs) and they're, um, was it like contemporary dance? Yes. And there was like a a part where they're kind of uh, mimicking, um, intercourse. All right. Yeah, and um, that doesn't make me uncomfortable, obviously, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> there was something about seeing kind of two black, black men. men that close to each other. Mm-hmm. And in a public space, maybe? Well, no? no, I think it was that... It, it's black intimacy in general. Yeah. I think we no. don't see a lot of that. Yeah. We don't see a lot of mm. men touching each other softly and looking after each other in that way mm. and moving their bodies in this way together. Yeah. So it was a beautiful and... and yeah. And I think it takes a lot for people to put that, put that, out, that there. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm so appreciative for him for doing that. Yeah. So that's my Melanie Magnificence, yes. Gerard Martin. Yes. Where was it performed, if you remember? At a dance place. At a dance place. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I think it's time for Spirituality with Spiritual Baddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week, I am speaking on authenticity and living as your true self. Mm. So um, something authentic is something that is genuine. Um, So obviously, in regards to authenticity and being human, we are all individuals. Mm. Um, We're all different. Our brain is uniquely formed. Our physical appearance ranges. Our minds work in different ways. So we are authentic. That's it, point blank. We are authentic people. So authenticity is who you are, Mm -hmm. let's say, with your mask off, like it's you, it's your true, your true inner being. Um, And then I found the reason I'm speaking about authenticity is because in my experience, I found that owning your authenticity and stepping into who you truly are is essential and so important in sustaining your mental health Mm -hmm. like because once you know yourself and once you step into who you truly are um you when you're faced with like situations if you're faced with experiences and even along with like communicating with other people and stuff Mm -hmm. you know how to deal with it and you know the best way and the most ideal way um, to aid your mental health and to, you know, keep a positive light on things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's something that I find is is really key. Um, but it's like owning your authenticity, it's like a cognitive process, right? So it's something that doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. Um, mm. It's literally just being yourself. Like, that's what authenticity is. It's just being who you yeah. are. People can but really obviously, struggle. Yeah, with which that, is though. obviously it's really hard um, and it is a struggle to step into who you really are um, because, you know, all that glitters isn't gold. Mm-hmm. And you have to, as again, once again, I'm saying this, show humility mm-hmm. to yourself. You you know, you have to 
crack yourself open, Miles. I'm not mm-hmm. laughing this time. I'm, I'm being you have sensible. To, <laughs> you have to really sure. just um, like crack yourself open and be able to identify like all your type of behaviors and all your type of experiences and say, okay, this happened to me. Maybe this made me like this. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the mm. why I'm, but you have to be truly honest with yourself, you know, and show humility because yeah. some things like that we've experienced is hard to stomach. We put it at the back of our mind. Some things are really hard to stomach. Mm-hmm. So it's really just um, accepting all parts of yourself. And that is what humility leads to. So once you show humility um, in regards to your authenticity, it leads to acceptance. And mm-hmm. then what does acceptance lead to? Knowledge of self. And what does knowledge of self lead to? Confidence. Um and then once you're confident, you step into your true self and your your authenticity and you're aligned with who you're supposed to be in life and mm-hmm. the life you're supposed to live. You you start living in alignment. So as a result of owning your authenticity, you start to attract everything that's meant for you. The right people, the right situations, the right timing, you're in the right place, you know. So yeah. it is something that is is, is so key. Ugh, yeah. Um, Quick question. And, yeah, when, you, when we've got, when you say, be authentic this is something I'm really trying to get in my psyche and Mm -hmm. develop because I struggle sometimes to think okay being a part of so many different worlds and so many different identities Mm -hmm. I can get accustomed to acting certain ways which are a part of me and who Mm -hmm. I am but sometimes I feel like they're an extension of me and I can never understand or I find it hard to um, realize what is an extension of me and what I'm an extension of if that makes yeah. sense and how mm-hmm. to differentiate those two and mm-hmm. still sometimes act accordingly to those extensions but remain yeah. authentic yeah. right if that makes yeah. sense so it's like I would relate that to um, you know being authentic is just being who you are and what feels right and just going with the flow obviously hopefully that place should ideally come from your soul that place should ideally come from your soul, right? So feeding your soul again and minimizing ego. If you know you're aligned and, you know, you live mostly through your soul, then go with the flow and yeah. whatever feels yeah. right, whatever way you want to present yourself, whatever way you, what, where you want to attend, anything, everything, it all relates to, comes back to this place from you that you live through your soul. Mm. Do you get me? So you just go with the flow with that. Because um, I've been trying to like handle main minimize my clapback reflex mm-hmm. and oh that God. no re, i'm being yeah. so honest right now that feels right for me yeah. to do that mm-hmm. to clap but, back or to yeah. hold back on your clap back to to who it feels right to hold back on the clap back no or to clap back it feels right like mature wise like i should hold back or refrain from but it naturally feels right and authentic to clap back. Mm-hmm. So even though it feels right, mm-hmm. sometimes I know it's wrong. Yeah. But how? I, when? When does that cross? Yeah. So well, because I think there's when we're talking about authenticity, mm-hmm. and this is a question that I ask a lot on the podcast when yeah. busy being black is like, you know, we hear about it from spiritual people or we read it in books mm-hmm. and it's like but what is authentic yeah. and like how mm-hmm. do we actually find that what is authentic to us within ourselves mm-hmm. and i think it comes back to what you said which is about recognizing your behaviors mm-hmm. and ultimately it's spending time with yourself mm-hmm. so if you're used to clapping back all the time 
then that will feel right because you're used to doing that. But actually, if clapping back doesn't align with your values and your values Mm. help define what is authentic for you as well. So Mm -hmm. minor humor and thoughtfulness and respect, for example. So I don't I try not to do things that take me too far away from humor, thoughtfulness and respect um, because then it wouldn't be me being authentic. And I think in this world Uh. that we live in, as you're talking about, um, you know, the, all these different versions of ourselves we, yeah. that we put out there. Sometimes they're protective versions yeah. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. 100%. We don't want people to get too close to the real us, and so yeah. we put up this front. Mm-hmm. Um, and other times we know that because of social pressures, we have to extend certain yeah. parts of ourselves and kind of play a role. I think as yeah. black people, we do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, 100%. We have a lot of conversations that we don't want to have again. Exactly. But we're going to have them again. <laughs> yeah. Black yeah. women have to do yeah. that a great deal to protect themselves. So mm-hmm. I think it's understanding what's authentic for Miles and then being mm-hmm. very conscious of when you're extending yourself or yeah. putting forward a different version of yourself for people. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think, I don't know. It, you tell me. I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong mm-hmm. with a good clapback sometimes. Yeah. That was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I obviously, I, I mean, I've touched upon this before, but it's like, if I'm, if I'm to clap back at someone, I, um, I may have mentioned this before, but yeah, like if when I'm faced with something that I have the opportunity to, to clap back at, I'm really just present in that moment. I'm I'm really just in that moment and I'm thinking, okay, is this worth me getting my point across? And how am I going to go? Oh, what way about it am yeah. I going to go? And then it's really just in the present, weighing out, okay, I can get through to this person or I can't. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? If I'm at the train station, someone does something and there's a train coming and it's pulling up, okay, I can't do it, whatever, I get on the train. Mm-hmm. If the train wasn't there, then I would, if a train was coming in two minutes, then I would say something yeah. back, because mm-hmm. you know, so it's really, um, there's nothing wrong with clapping back as long as you know it comes from a place of, you know, I'm peaceful. Yeah, and I'm pin- I'm peaceful already, so I'm going to mm-hmm. clap back for, at you, you know. So it's in not, a peaceful way. Yeah, like, yeah. so you're not, you're, you're not <laughs> agitated, you're not doing it out of agitation or frustration, you're yeah, doing it. How do you educate Yeah, and someone. also you don't want to, if you're honest with yourself, how do you feel after your clapbacks? Because you really might be like, good. God, I feel great. But yeah. then a few <laughs> minutes later, you might be like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have been so mean. Yeah. And that's, what, that's then, what you have to like pay attention to. I often am like, oh, I wish I said this. Or I could have said that better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah like, okay. and um, bringing it back to authenticity, like, um, it's something that I'm still finishing off understanding. Mm. But um, as I said, authenticity is being like, genuine and unique but it's something that in my ideal world I don't want authenticity I want everyone to be equal but it's something that I've learned I've had to own as a black person I've had to own as someone who's identifies as LGBTQ Mm -hmm. like it's something that you have to own I've had to own them part of myself in order to be accepted into society Mm -hmm. you know so it's something you know people say when I I dress when I go to the club and I dress in certain ways. People say, "Oh, it's too much. It's too this. It's too that." I nearly but got into so many fights the other night. Miles witnessed what I what I go through. It's so, and I hate having to yeah. get black people together. But there was this group of girls. Oh, I I hate especially having to get black women together. 
but they were girls. What they happened? were just looking no, but... in certain ways, and I just I nearly, but they, it, it didn't go there, thank God. But just because yeah. everywhere, when, when I go out in the night, every, I use public transport, bitch. Yeah. I ain't gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna hide away in an Uber. Mm. I'm, I'm still get public transport. Yeah. I'm gonna stick to my budget, and that's public <laughs> transport right now, you know? Sure, so I'm sure. not gonna cover myself or hide mm. myself. So I will go on the tube and I will travel to the other side of with London. With that sickening lace front. With the lace front on. And oh, yeah, and my face beat. But obviously, so many people, Which so many people. People's looking at you but, and making Yeah, but that was like Miles' first time he's been out with me like that. So Miles is like yeah. observing that everyone was looking. Yeah. So far, I was like, Miles, so it's fine. Way. I can't see them. I can't see, see them. them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You them yeah. Just, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we're like, we're all equal. So ideally, mm. like, I just found that I have to. Um, make these statements mm-hmm. and it's the, partly why i am spiritual body is because if you think about a spiritual body it's 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 a broad term it's like spiritual and it's body so people can relate to the spiritual and people and can relate rat. to the to the yeah. to the ratchetness <laughs> to the body to the hood rat whatever you want to call it so it's like that my my name in itself um is like broad terms mm-hmm. you know so i don't want just this type of people to to listen to me or just type of people to listen to me because i ideally i don't want that i just want everyone to be equal want, yeah. but i'm just using my human characteristics mm-hmm. and i know i can see there's inequality of yeah. the human characteristics that i am made up of in regards to being colored and being lgbtq so mm-hmm. and your name is a reminder as well yeah like and your your name gives the rest of us permission and yes. also you being authentic gives the rest of us permission yeah to yeah so yeah so thank so. you for doing that oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure girl i'm just being me i'm just being me you know i, I got you um, in your lace fronts as well next time you're in public transport i mean i don't do anything but i'll just stand in front of you yeah um and then yeah and then you just come to, at me bro just the night yeah. <laughs> but yeah and then just no to finish off josh and i are your new julius Okay, oh, yeah. thank yes. y'all. I usually have like a bodyguard or someone with me. But not, well, yeah, I have I someone was... with me who acts like a bodyguard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can't see nothing. I'm like blind. It's like someone's leading me from like, I can't see. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um, But anyway, yeah, just finishing up on authenticity. And you know, sometimes it actually doesn't have to be that deep. So don't listen to this and think, oh, like authentic. Like I have to find who I like. I truly am like, oh my gosh, who am I? I have to embrace this and spread the word of who I am. It's like, a journey. It's not like that. Know, you know, you said, how, what if you can't find yourself? Yeah, that's though? what I'm saying. That's oh. what I'm saying. So like, it doesn't have to be that deep. It's just that certain human characteristics, like being black, being mm-hmm. gay, you know, there's certain characteristics that you have, and being a woman even, yeah. there's yeah. certain characteristics that you really do have to make statements about as a way to, you have to make statements about, um, I lost my train of thought. You have to, there's certain things in human characteristics that you have to make, you have to make um, statements about to, you know, push forward to equality, you know, because there's so much inequalities and so many human characteristics. So I use my authenticity as a way to bring equality, basically. To challenge the bullshit in society, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, authenticity also relates to your passion, you know, Mm -hmm. what are you driven towards, you know, you're an actor, Mm -hmm. Kashmir is... (laughs) Everything, everything, everything you know. so, yeah, so it's really, it's it's really doing that as well. I want to share a quote with you. Share it from um, Reverend Angel Kyoto. She's like a queer black Buddhist, and when someone asked her what love is, 
She said, oh. and I'm paraphrasing, she said, love is um, creating space within ourselves to allow others to be themselves completely. Yes, oh, exactly so that. Right? And I think that's what authenticity is. Yeah. It's like yeah. We need to be okay with ourselves so we can create space within ourselves Self for other people, people to, to be themselves. Yeah. So when we're talking about oh. women or trans people or femmes or yeah. queers, like the the more authentic the rest of us can be, the more comfortable we can be in our own skin, the more yeah. space we can create for everybody else. Yeah, and that's a, a beautiful way to end my segment this week. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, I'm that's barged in there. <laughs> no, that's it's fine. So yeah, that's authenticity for you. If um you have any questions and you know, if you do feel like you're you are on your path to owning your authenticity and stepping into being your true self. Um, you know, it can be it can be lonely. So yeah. if y'all need anyone to speak with, <laughs> you can end my DM, you know, send us questions, share your experiences. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's segment. <laughs> Well, it's time for Miles Measures now. So this week, let's start with the good. So Windrush. Uh, so Songs in a Strange Land is opening at the British Library. It's a free London exhibition and it features so many different like, aspects of the origins of British multiculturalism. And that is on from June the 1st to October the 21st. So it's free if you've got, you know, a spare day and you want to do something fun and explore and enjoy blackness in Britain, then you can take yourself to the um, Windrush uh, event and exhibition at the London Museum. Um, yeah. And while, while you're at it, I know a lot of our listeners are black, mixed, ethnic and all of that. Feel free to take a white <laughs> friend who doesn't know and let's educate everyone because that's great. Um, Bring spices to the white children. Yes. <laughs> uh, other really good news this week. You know, Akala, Miss Dynamite's brother. Mm. I did not know they were siblings. Yes. Can you not see it? What? Look at their look at their faces. They're oh my so, gosh! Did you not know? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, this um, uh, young man, rapper and social entrepreneur, has received an honorary doctorate from Oxford Brookes University. Wow. Which is absolutely great. Um, he also has a book out, which I'm not reading. I'm listening to because reading can. I find it makes me sleep. Aww. After a couple of pages, my eyes just mm -hmm. just go, and it could be you know a book written by Beyonce. Actually, no, maybe that will keep me awake. Yeah, I don't I know. Think it would, it would definitely, yeah. yeah. But like any other book, because <laughs> it would just be a picture book anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely keep me awake. But otherwise, I'm listening to it, and it's absolutely great. And another bonus to this audio book, which you can purchase, is it's it's spoken by him. And not some crusty old, you know, the white man, a voiceover, mm -hmm. you know, hey, hello, you know, colonizers in the 19... <laughs> it's not that. It's his voice. It's relatable. It's authentic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Going back to your segment. <laughs> and yeah, it's just an amazing read. Um, so the BT Awards happened. I haven't oh, watched I them it. yet. Yes. But I, I know Anita Baker yeah. got... Um, a tri paid tribute to and our girl what's her name Marsha Ambrosia oh, sang yes. um, oh what's the song that goes what is it sweet <laughs> no not sweet love no the, um, it's another one it's a different 
it's a different one. I can't remember the name. But anyway, Marsha Ambrosia sang that, representing the UK at the BET Aww. Awards. And her voice is just, ugh, she's just amazing. Um, it was hosted by, what's his name? Oh, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, Jamie yeah. <laughs> so I need to see that because he's fucking he's hilarious. Was, I watched some of it. It wasn't bad. Have you seen bad. some of it? Some of it, yeah. yeah. I know that uh, Cardi B got uh, the award for best, best rapper. Yeah, best rapper. I bet was Nicki she, Minaj was salty. Was Cardi B there uh, or no? No, she I, wasn't. She did it. Um, she put a video up on her um her Instagram saying she couldn't make it because uh, of okay. her. Interesting. Because uh, like obviously Nicki Minaj was there and performed, and you know their history. They're like, yeah. they made up now. There's no beef there. There shouldn't be. Allegedly. Allegedly. Kashmir, did you see Spice in the crowd? In the no. Bitch, Spice was from row. She, you need to go on her Instagram. I she posted, she posted a video, <laughs> bitch. Yes. What did she do? What was she doing? Was she was there. I don't know if she was nominated. I'm not her. sure, but she's there. Go on her Instagram. And she posted a video and she's like, Nicki Minaj is performing. She's videoing herself. She's videoing Nicki. She's feeling herself. I was like, yes, I Spice. Not see. Oh my gosh. I need to see that one. Yeah, so I'll probably speak on that more next week. But I just wanted to be like, you know, shout out to our girl, Marsha Ambrosia from the UK, representing us extremely well. But she does a lot in the BT Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, moving on to like the more <laughs> shittier things that we're measuring this week. So Lord Sugar, Alan the Sugar, idiot mm. man. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> actually, Kalechi called him out to the point where he was actually, she was blocked by him because she got him the fuck together. But basically he retweeted this picture of, um, what football team is this? Senegal. They're, you know, a nice single file line, taking a, like a professional picture on the pitch. Celebrating their win. Celebrating their epic win. And someone must have photoshopped some like sunglasses and fake Louis bags and fake designer goods and put it underneath them. There you go. I'll show you. As like if that. they were kind of like those, um, oh my God. those yeah. sellers on the beach. What are they called? Yeah. And he retweeted that picture and said the following, I quote, I recognize some of these guys from the beach in Marbella. Multitasking, resourceful chaps. Um. So I'm not, I'm not, he deserves the belt, but I'm not going to give him the belt this week because I feel like Kalechi handled that nicely for me. <laughs> mm. But, um, like I, 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 I'm again. I'm speechless. I'm just sick and I'm a bit sick and tired of people really not wow. understanding. Like that's fucking racist. Of course. And every single time people apologize because he did like kind of apologize for it, but even as his apology was just absurd. One thing I found a lot of these white people do, the majority of them, is they never ever say. I'm sorry I was racist. They're mm. like, oh, I'm sorry it offended or I didn't use mm. the right terms or da, 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 da. And they can never just swallow the truth mm-hmm. and just admit yeah, that, that was fucking yeah. racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But also what, what white people don't realize about racism is that we'll decide whether you're racist or not. Mm-hmm. So How about that? Let's start there. No sense, <laughs> like for you and your friends to go on TV and be like, I'm not racist. It's like, okay. Right. Yeah. His words were, I misjudged. I misjudged. Okay, so he clearly can't speak. So he said, and I quote, this is his tweet. I misjudged me earlier tweet. Full stop. 
It was in no way intended to cause offence, comma, and clearly my attempt at humour was backfired. And that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> they because love he, to say humor. Humor. He thought that was so funny. So it's funny. He's, well, he laughed to himself Why when is he it funny? Why, exactly. Why is that type of generalisation funny to you? Why? Mm. It's, Why a, it's about humour. It's the thing. It's I can't. And I have deleted the tweet and I'm very sorry. I would just like it if instead of this, I misjudged this and I didn't want this. Just wow. own... And and the fact that he said my attempt at humor, none of that. Just say I'm sorry. I was racist and an idiot. I am, you know, a privileged white man, and I will try and indulge myself in culture so I can learn that these things are unacceptable. But that would be a perfect world, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. And, and all we know. get is, yeah. you know, sorry, I was trying to be funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Other uh, white people being racist and not meaning it. I'm going to speak briefly on this because I feel like Josh might have something planned later mm. on. Is Miss Alison Ettel. Oh, um, Petty Patty. Yes, aka Petty Patty. I'm not going to speak on this too much because I think she's going to get some from Josh later. But she basically just called the police. <laughs> this one. Called the oh, police on, on the, the black girl. On the black yeah. little. Who did. I, was, I thought it was a joke at first. Well, it's. It, it, it's but, I, but she was serious. Wait, can you tell me what? Because I'm on a word. Basically, this little girl was doing. Was it a water stand or lemonade yeah, stand? Water, and then the, get, the, on her own the white lady was calling the police saying the little girl, oh, didn't, little have girl. A, didn't have a permit or something <laughs> like that. I was thinking for what? It was. I, was, oh. I thought it was a joke. But yeah, so that happened. I'll Did leave that see, for she Josh came later. On the news and everything, saying yeah, she's been getting you know, death threats and everything. Yeah. I was like, "You deserve it, you know." She was crying, and I literally I felt nothing. <laughs> I don't feel anything <laughs> for her. Nothing. Not was, one ounce of pity. I've got nothing oh for you. Nothing. The fact that, I have nothing. Right. Let's not even speak on that because I want <laughs> Josh to get it later. Other, was, um, wow. you know, people trying it. Um, David Bossy. So he was on Fox and Friends and he was having a discussion. He's affiliated with the Trump administration. So already well, that's alarm. And Friends, so yeah. yeah. And he was having a conversation with a someone else interviewing him or they were having a debate and it got heated. And this other person he was having a debate with uh, was a black male. And as it got heated, um, David Bossy, Bossy, how the fuck you say his name? I don't care. Said... Um, you're at, he was like, no way, no way, no way. And then verbatim, he said, you're out of your cotton picking mind. Oh. <laughs> it don't, they don't stop, guys. They don't. Are you serious? <laughs> you're out of your cotton picking you mind. You must be out of your cotton picking mind. <sighs> On TV. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> uh, and the guy remained... Again, very calm, which I don't know how he did because I would have he, lost my shit. He actually said cotton. Out of your, yeah. On Sunday, the 24th of June, he appealed. On a Sunday, you know. On a Sunday, Sunday girl. <laughs> on a Sunday. Karma go get his ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, uh, the surname of this guy, uh, Payne. Um, I don't know his first name, but yes, uh, I'm reading here. Payne responded by saying cotton picking, cotton picking mind, brother. Let me tell you something. I got some relatives who picked cotton and I'm not going to sit here and allow you to attack me like that on TV. I'm not out of my cotton picking mind. Later on, the show did apologize and did say, um, this is Fox and Friends, that they don't agree with the statement and what, they don't stand by it and that's not their views and stuff like that. But it's just, it's just tiring. It's just really, really tiring to see things like this on this racist rhetoric every day on on these big 
media platforms and nothing I feel like nothing really gets done um again this goes back to I gave the belt a few weeks ago to Roseanne Barr now she obviously um was racist and her show got cancelled and a video has come out of one of her friends uh she was interviewed on a podcast I'm not even finna plug that shit but she was interviewed on a a podcast and her friend was like why is America and I feel in in my own words I kind of understand what he's saying when he says why is America no longer forgiving people um and you know like she deserves a second chance and stuff like that and I'm all here for second chances but I do want to get you you guys opinion on the whole cancellation culture that we've kind of created like this person's cancelled their ad because I definitely think that she should be axed from the show I definitely feel like she should be axed from the show and I do feel that she should get another chance but I definitely feel like she needs to feel the wrath and it's not now like this was only a month Mm. ago and yeah what do you guys think but she has a history of racist rhetoric I've heard so this isn't just the first time she sent an quote unquote ambient tweet and all of a sudden mm-hmm. everyone's kind of struck her down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you no, know, she's been Roseanne for a really mm-hmm. long time yeah. and she's been mm-hmm. this way for a really long time. So I think our cancellation culture um is somewhat really needed. Maybe someone else should go first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we can cancel it out so she can go and her own individual journey and learn by herself and learn peace. And then come back to us and still see if she wants to make them remarks. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, that. Um, oh, I've left out some more good news. So Netflix um, are celebrating black talent uh, in an empowering advert, um, which is you can see on either their Instagram or on if you follow Strong Black Lead on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and it's there like catchphrases this is not a moment this is a movement and it's just a a sea of different shades of gorgeous beautiful black actors and professionals stood in front of this house and just just slaying life really and it zooms in it's really really cleverly done is this this young man i don't know who he is um just speaking about um he says things like oh uh, this is a day this is a new day built from the ground broken by legend a day for our generation to see untold experiences of our blackness. Um, and, you know, it's just great to see uh, someone like Netflix, um, a company like like Netflix, sorry, um, putting on other black actors. And mm-hmm. I feel like we do need to not make this a trend. I feel often in, in especially in today's society, trends are coming in and, and then going. And I mm-hmm. do feel to some respect that, you know, the whole hashtag black excellence and stuff like that can be misused and Mm -hmm. jumped on without real understanding that it is not a moment and it Mm -hmm. isn't a trend and it is a whole movement which Mm -hmm. will continue to move until the end of time Mm -hmm. yeah Look at Beyonce just coming, just in everywhere, just everywhere. (laughs) She's everywhere until the end of time. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see more of this and to see it not just in america to see more in the uk which is another great we've got um 
to see it more in the UK, and it's great to have someone like Josh here, who is who has a podcast, mm-hmm. Busy Being Black, which is here to stay, and it's not mm-hmm. a trend. And like with us and our show, and what we're all doing as individuals, that is not just oh, black being black is cool just mm-hmm. for now, or just for this like, mm-hmm. or for this tweet, or just for you know the ne- this mm-hmm. summer. It is forever, and I mm-hmm. feel like that's something that we should all, mm-hmm. especially the younger generation, to really grasp that it's not topical so yeah i I want it to become more of a thing that it's not a trend and it's Mm -hmm. not just for likes and that people really place um value and importance and respect on the whole melanin magnificence Mm -hmm. and here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com you know uh, black excellence and that is not a trend it is something which is a lot greater than mm-hmm. social media likes and, and stuff it just like that. being a hot topic it ain't a hot yeah. topic bitch yeah <laughs> we are topic period yeah all the way through it's true um and lastly did you guys see melania trump's jacket that she wore to go and visit the no. poor children nope. what? what does it look like so the back of her she wore what? right so you you saw what Donald Trump's administration did with all the making separating separate, the families at the border. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Literally from mm-hmm. as young as like two, these children yeah, were separated. snatched from oh their parents gosh. and put into cages um, and just chucked it in. There was like it, literally like a zoo of children from like oh two to like 15 in a cage. And um, this was uh, as a result of Trump's administration, and um, which I don't understand when they finally appealed and finally so many people were like outraged by it. He cancelled this and they're in the middle of like breaking it down and stopping this nonsense. And he's almost getting praised for stopping it. And people are like, thank you. I don't understand why he's getting praised when it's because of him that this happened. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, his wife, uh, Melania, went to visit these children in a Zara jacket, which read on the back, um, I don't really care, do you? Or something like that. 
Can you imagine? How the hell can you wear that when you... All of the jackets you had in the whole of that White House, and you choose the but one. Her stylist was like, or her, her spokesperson was like, it's just a jacket. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. We're not oh going to focus goodness. on the jacket. <laughs> can you, the stupidity of this administration right now is just. What, what you wear is, is your first impression you give people. So yeah. why would you wear that? Why would you wear single fucking jacket that first lady has? I think she did on So purpose. many. Of, co- oh my of God. course. She didn't care. Of oh all of the jackets that she has. And she's giving, yeah. Otherwise, there's not much else I wanted to measure up. So that has been Miles' measures this week and what's going on in this this crazy, crazy world. There are some good things. I was going to discuss something uh, else regarding Netflix, but I'm going to save that for my belt. Okay. Okay. So we're heading over to Yas with Cash. Yes, guys, it's time for Yes with Cash. <laughs> that is it. Well, today, guys, is going to be a serious topic. Usually, I'm the one that's always laughing and making noise, but <laughs> it's something that people like find uncomfortable to talk about. It's called like depression and mental state of mind and stuff. Because um, I want to talk about this because I have been a few people has reached out to me mm-hmm. as a young girl a couple of weeks ago she reached out to me saying that she she's been going through depression and sadness and she nearly tried to um like end her life oh. and it was oh. when you receive a message like that you don't know how to respond to it mm-hmm. but then it kind of just um because i'm i have experienced um depression and sadness and stuff like that and you, like different types of moods and stuff mm-hmm. like that so when she messaged me i didn't i didn't know how to respond to it all i wanted to be like all i, all I could say was no don't do it you've got so much to live for mm-hmm. but i didn't know what else to say exactly i don't know if me just saying that would stop her but i don't but i was hoping it would of yeah. course i don't think she did anything because i still talk to her now to check up on her to make sure she's okay yeah, that's good. but but knowing that when she said it to me it's, it's sad it's something that no one wants to talk about at all like because it's a serious thing and no one doesn't realize it yeah like I feel like if someone goes to a person be like I feel sad but it's not like sadness is kind of different from depression because mm-hmm. you can be sad you can yeah. cry about it and get over it but depression's more is more deep down mm-hmm. inside yeah. you don't have to cry you don't have to even be angry sometimes when you see someone they're they're shut down there's no yeah. emotion they're, they, they're, they're like a, a black canvas mm-hmm. and it's just sad and then you feel like oh my gosh how do I pull them out from it how, like how can I help so when I went through something like that, it was kind of sad because I had to try and figure it out for myself mm-hmm. and to pull myself through, not just for myself, but for my son, because I didn't want him to see that he, this is how his mum is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to live my life like this. So uh, it's sad. I don't know. Sometimes I have mixed emotions. Sometimes I feel like I'm getting drawn back into this whole depression thing again. And I feel like I should just stay there. But then there's sometimes there's a light I see and I'm like, no, I need to come out of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And but sometimes something can happen and and I, I get back put that and the mood comes mm-hmm. back and like a sh- like a dark shadow comes over my head and I'm back to where I was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just when the girl messaged me, I didn't the motion I felt like so many mixed emotions. I was like, I've been there. I know how you feel, but mm. life is meant to be lived. And I know this happened today and that happened yesterday and that happened, but don't let it consume you. Yeah. Don't let it take over your life because if you do, it's going to, you're going to lose yourself in the process. Mm-hmm. And you, if you end up, if like, if you do hurt yourself or, of course end your life it's not just going to affect you but the people around you as well mm-hmm. because you're going to leave like your friends your family people who actually care about you and want to help you and it's oh, even talking about now I'm getting a bit choked up because it, it was really when she sent that to me I was like 
I felt like I wanted to call, you know, you felt like I wanted to call someone. Yeah. Don't, yeah. You know, like nine and else. Of course. Because <laughs> I think someone's messed with this. I feel like, I feel like if I don't say anything, um, am I, like, am I allowing it to happen? Yeah. So, I mean, they do have a suicide hotline. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is, we'll put the, the number in the notes, but they do have a suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you differentiate then feeling sad or how did you personally differentiate feeling sad from being depressed like i've i've been sad i've been sad where i'm like mm. you know you cry and sad but then i cry and then i get over it but i have I, there was a, a point where after i had my son this this thing this feeling i never had before it didn't feel like mm-hmm. i could just cry and get over it it's it stayed there it stayed and it was really it felt strong and i thought there's something wrong with me i don't i don't feel like myself i'm usually loud and bubbling but i wasn't like that anymore and, and it I makes felt, you feel sick yeah and it makes me feel sick and i said i don't want to be like this and i felt like i'm supposed to be happy after giving birth or something mm. or becoming a mum. why do i feel like I feel I don't feel happy in myself. I don't know, and, and it stayed for and long. it stayed for a good couple of weeks. And I felt like I'm Cashman, the bubbly one who's always laughing, but I couldn't laugh anymore. And I feel I like, sorry to cut you short. Yeah, I feel no. like it's, in the black community, I don't feel like mental health and depression mm-hmm. is really given the not necessarily the credit, but the yeah. um, acknowledgement, acknowledge, yeah. acknowledgement that it it requires. I feel like we're often you know raised with. Uh, you know the traditional tough love and mm. just yeah, like it's true. not really like I've even true. like things like therapy I remember I've like suggested to some people in my family and it really <laughs> it doesn't really get accepted in a nice way like it's not something which is a part I feel of our culture so mm. how did you find that as like a black woman suffering from depression how did you maneuver through that I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to tell no one. Yeah. I felt that way. Like, but then I started searching online, and people experienced the same thing I experienced. And I felt like, oh, maybe I'm not alone. Then, because I thought something was wrong with me. I mm-hmm. And and that's the key from depression. It makes you feel like you're fucking alone. Yeah, mm. it made me feel like I was alone. I felt like is it just me experience? Why am I feeling this way? And I just then I just I'll try and close myself in like a small box and try and stay there. But I don't. I don't. I don't know. I had to force my way to come out of it because I'm like I can't live like this anymore. Because I was scared if I was going to start thinking. Should I hurt myself? Mm-hmm. Should I just end it now? But then I realized well, I'm going to be leaving, leaving behind my child, my family, people who care about me. I'm thinking I can't do. That. I have to try and like fix this. And I didn't feel like I wanted to be like someone. Like, can I go? I'm like, there was a time where I wanted to speak to someone, but I felt like if I spoke to someone, they maybe look at me weirdly. I don't know. I felt yeah, so like there was a common thing in, yeah, the black, I feel like in the black community. They'll judge me and be like, "Why are you thinking for or something?" And you're not really depressed. Yeah. You're, you're just sad. Stop yeah. moaning. Get. And I'm and I feel like no one actually understood understood how I was feeling and every time I don't, it was it was something that I never want to experience again like I'm trying to like push past it and I've, I haven't tried to think about it and I'm trying to feel like things are getting better mm-hmm. and stuff even though there's of course down days and negative days and stuff like that but I'm still trying to build like things will get better and try to feel yeah. positive mm. so when the young girl reached out to me I was it was something I'd never seen she was like she did she didn't have no one to talk to like it's hard to actually she's black as well yeah. it's hard to speak to her mum because you know when you grow up your mum's like toughen up you have to be strong and yeah. stop crying stop do that and know that she couldn't go to her like her parents because they'll just be like oh you're not really sad it's just mm-hmm. you just it's one of those days you need to like just you're a teenager stop it and then and I realized something the way I'm, I was one of those people when um someone would who was sat like younger than me tina i'm like why are you upset about you got you're yeah. young but then i realized they actually going through their own problems too yep. and i can't just be like just because they're younger than me they're not 
like experiencing experiences mm-hmm. that I've experienced as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking you don't, you can be any age and be going through something, and it's something no one really wants to talk about. So it's good to if anyone you know is going through anything and they're trying to reach out to you and you're trying to push them away, don't try and yeah. pull them close and try and listen, try and help them before it's too late. Yeah. Because if you're the only person that could have helped them and you push them away, then it'll be on you to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to if anyone re- wants to reach out to me, and talk to me, talk to me as much as you can because I'm here to listen. I've experienced it as well and it's not a great feeling yeah so i don't want you to feel alone can i add to that so like for somebody i've got for the both ends of the stick Mm -hmm. if you're somebody who's going through depression and if you're somebody um around someone who's going through depression so if you're someone who's around somebody who's going through depression you're going to feel like they are blocking your help you're going to feel like they they don't want you there but trust me i've been there before and just having someone there and just yes. little things they do and little words they say mm-hmm. you, we know you're there yeah. but we just have no emotion to show it mm-hmm. yes you know true. so continue to be there for your friends check on your friends mm-hmm. check yes. on your strong fan- mm-hmm. friends as well mm-hmm. and then for the other end of the stick for people who are experiencing depression know that storms pass nothing lasts forever your That's life true. is not meant to be dark mm-hmm. nobody's life is meant to be dark so it passes the storm passes you even said like mm-hmm. now you feel like you know like a dark cloud comes over you and you know that could um enable you to easily go into depression Mm -hmm. but that's what it is it's a cloud it's a storm it comes and you have to build yourself up strong enough to allow the storm to pass you know and which is what you're doing Mm -hmm. so when when stuff when negative things do happen you know it doesn't drag you down into that depression because you built your yourself up strong enough to 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 let it pass i've also found a community where they help people with mental it's a mental health foundation for black asian and minority ethnic as they call it communities they go by the name of m-a-m-b m-a-m-e bane so if you need to contact them you can email them yeah the email will be in the notes and contact information if you need to contact me to um get the information i'm here to help at contact at getthebeltpod.com thank you for that cashmere well so now we would normally have uh listener letters but we are as we have the amazing josh rivers here mm-hmm. he's going to speak to us more about him and what he does what he's doing and school us all and inspire the children mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Get the belt and busy being black, our brethren. Yes, we are <laughs> brethren. Um, and also, we haven't even acknowledged that this is the first time the, our podcasts are basically coming into com- coming together. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. <laughs> so I've got my podcast, Busy Being Black, which yeah. obviously explores how we live in the fullness of our queer black lives. Mm-hmm. And on that podcast, I have conversations with people who are. Um, who have learned or are learning to thrive at the intersection of their identities. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's really about figuring out, well, as you were speaking about earlier about authenticity, I love trying to codify that. So it's like all of this kind of existential yeah. mm-hmm. hootie what's it, which I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds great, but tell me how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> step one. Yeah. You know, put the drink down, you know, like yeah. Yeah. tell me how you did it step by step. So it's really an exploration of that. And it's me in conversation with people who, um, are doing anything from the creative arts mm. to okay. science to yeah. mm-hmm. doctors. I haven't had scientists or doctors yet, but that's yeah, they're on their way. You'll get there. There is in the um, universe. They're coming. I'm also the head of communications for UK Black Pride. Yeah, which, which is around is, the corner. It is. It's, yes. it's on Sunday, the 8th of July in wow. Vauxhall Pleasure mm-hmm. Gardens. And I'm actually planning my outfit. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I ordered a little something today, <laughs> which I'm actually just going to show you right now because, Please. yeah. Um, 
I'm want to wear these shorts. Oh yes. You think they're good? Yes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, for, for the listeners, they are. Uh, I, I don't want to reveal. Yeah, you'll no, have to come. Yeah, to, come on. You'll don't have reveal. to come to UK Black Prime to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or go and act at the wearing. <laughs> um, I'm also a diversity role model. Yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. What does that consist of? So I go into schools um, around the UK and give workshops to young people to help tackle homo, bi, and transphobic bullying. Yeah. Amazing. Oh Amazing. Yeah. I'm I mean, all my... here for anti bullying, wow. anything. Yeah. Being an ambassador for a charity myself. My purpose so. in life is to help queer people of color. Yeah. <laughs> And Amazing. so I think if I can use my lived experience and what I've been through, you know, there was the sexual assault when I was 17. There's the struggle with addiction. Mm. Um, there is the fall from grace, as it were. But there's yeah. also all of the good stuff that mm-hmm. I've managed to do. It's yeah. the self-awareness that I've cultivated. It's the friends I've made. It's the people I've tried yeah. to help. Yeah. It's the impact I've tried to have. So, and you're doing amazing. I mean, we haven't like said anything yet, but like um, Josh has helped this show uh, by putting us in contact with some people we're not going to say anything just yet but like he's ever since I've met Josh you've always done nothing but help mm-hmm. people and I feel like every single one of you even Aww. just your Instagram posts even if it's not you know an event which is specifically for, for helping mm-hmm. this or a talk even if it's just you just sharing something which has pissed you off or made you happy that day you the way you naturally communicate to your audience mm-hmm. is it's helpful in some way so yeah it, just a round of applause for you because <laughs> you are Thank so you. helpful is it i don't feel like that's helpful. it does it just helpful but, is great <laughs> yeah so incredibly helpful i want to um uplift mm-hmm. other queer black people for sure i just think you know we're not the first ones to mm-hmm. create queer black content we're mm-hmm. certainly you know if we think about Ajamu and Topher Campbell and um, wrote to me like all mm-hmm. of these um, amazing queer black creators we're not the first to mm-hmm. do it but I think we're living in a new time now and we all yeah. have access to more resources perhaps than we did yeah. before and different mm-hmm. resources and so we're actually just carrying on the great work of those who yeah. came before us and I think so much of that was about forming partnerships and amplifying 100%. each other mm-hmm. um, and I think that we all you know part of my struggle is coming into my blackness and my queerness at that intersection like what does it mean Mm -hmm. for me to thrive here in this space um and so as i find connections to my elders you know james baldwin and byard rustin whose names i have tattooed on my legs Mm -hmm. um i feel so much more empowered and you know in conversation with all of you i feel more empowered Mm -hmm. as well because there's literally a squad of us out here creating Mm -hmm. podcasts we we definitely be out here Mm -hmm. (laughs) we in these streets (laughs) um and you know and it's so empowering to be sharing space with people who want to do good Good. right because as we've as we've heard from miles measures there's a lot of rank idiocy Mm -hmm. that we have to battle against and actually i think as more of us come together and address um, it yeah but also it's not always just you know addressing the bad stuff but actually the simple fact of us coming together i think we're we're putting good stuff out into the world so that some little brown boy or little brown girl or little brown person somewhere else in the world (laughs) with an internet connection (laughs) can hear queer black people somewhere else talking about things they can identify with and I I literally just um, done a magazine piece based on that 
Um, it's going to be in the July issue. It's by a organization called Rooted Zan, which I'll explain more about. Mm-hmm. But I basically my article is about being LGBTQ, being of color, and being working class, and I've kind of linked the three together and the experiences um, mentally more than the phys- the actual life experiences. But yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's based cool. on that. So you're doing all of these amazing things. You said you um, going around to schools. Uh, you know, educating people and trying to get rid of all of this horrible bullying. Um, you're, you've got a podcast. Um, what? And obviously, you're head of communications as well for UK Black Pride. So you're so busy, and you're do, everything you're doing is aimed at like uplifting the community. How did you get there? Because I know it's a bit of a touchy subject, but you were editor at Gay Times. That's right. And then, do you want to? I think it's best if you. You say in your words what yeah. happened and how you've gone from A to B to brilliant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, November 15th. Come um, on, day. <laughs> never forget it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, November 15th, 2017, mm-hmm. um, a story broke mm-hmm. about me and um, included some tweets that I had sent um, about seven years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not nice. I said some horrible things. Yeah. Um, and so this um, journalist dug up these tweets. And this is the official story. Um, and yeah, and, and the story broke and it um, it turned into quite a big deal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was fired from Gay Times. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it, was, it felt like a big deal at the time. Um, my appointment, I was the first black editor of Gay Times in its 43 year mm-hmm. history. Wow. I had been doing some really good work um, at the magazine behind the scenes as marketing mm-hmm. manager. Um, and then the whole thing blew up and um, everything came crashing down. So How did I, you deal with that? Sorry to cut you short. Mm, um, I didn't deal with it okay. for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted, I don't know if it's like very typically a man thing to do, but I wanted to be over it like almost immediately. Yeah. So I didn't actually give myself a lot of downtime afterwards to try to heal properly. Um, And actually I found that I was um, leaning on some of my old coping mechanisms more heavily than usual um, in the months um, that followed. But what I was doing simultaneously is I have this document called small worlds and it's on my phone. It's my notes. Yeah. So it's a, it's anyway, it's a notes on my phone. Yeah. Um, and it's called Small Worlds because my best friend moved in with me after um, the whole thing happened oh, yeah. to like make sure that I was okay. And um, one of my breakthroughs was that I realized that my world feels so small. I feel like everybody knows my name for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I think they've um, l- they've glossed over that I've done all this stuff, um, gr- all this great stuff in the community between yeah. then and now. Um, and the world feels so small. And actually, I want my world to feel big again. I want, mm-hmm. um, I want my life to feel like it has meaning again. Because all this must have happened for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize at the time, but what I was searching for, was that you know God closes the door, and sometimes He slams that door in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, and I wouldn't have done busy being black if, exactly. um, if I was still at Gate Times. And so in the 
um, months afterwards, I was thinking about how I could find my voice again. And actually I was having these conversations with um, all these amazing queer black people who had reached out to me to say, you know, take your time to heal, but get back in the game because we need you. And did you feel like you had at that time feeling down and um, after it exploded in your as you said did you have people around mm, that yeah, yeah, supported yeah, yeah. you at yeah, yeah, all yeah. Or? i didn't lose any friends or you know uh or anything like that everyone's incredibly supportive yeah um you know because it goes again back to being authentic mm-hmm. people had seen who i'd become yeah right they'd mm-hmm. seen the work that i'd put in to be of service to the community and so the people who know me and even many who didn't know me at the time were like we see you and yeah. it's okay and like i said they i was having these conversations with these queer black people and they were like take the time you need to heal but then get yeah. back in the game because we need people like you who who want to make a difference and so as i was having these conversations with people um and they were giving me advice. I was like, people need to hear this. Like, they yeah. need yeah. to hear, uh, and it's not about me. They need to hear like th- their their stories, how yeah. what these people have been through, how they've come through, the setbacks they've encountered, yeah. how they've how they've um, mm-hmm. overcome them. And so I just bought a recorder and started recording the conversations, and yeah. that has become busy being black. Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's so good. Yeah. Um, I want to quickly go back to um, I think we spoke before about this whole cancellation policy would you say then that having because i don't i've questioned myself whether this whole or this person's done this be it from when when whether it was now or whether it was a couple of years ago i do feel like people should you know deal with it and be confronted by that but i've have i have come to I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, so when do we forgive? Do you feel like in your position, in your in your case, that it was necessary for you to go through that almost that cancellation period? I don't think there's a one size fits all. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think the outrage around what I said was necessary, of mm. course, right? I said some heinous shit. And so I wasn't upset about the outrage. Yeah. Like if people weren't outraged, we'd have a problem, yeah. right? And 100%. so it wasn't necessarily the outrage that I was upset with. And yeah. I understood completely why people were upset. Um, I think the cancellation, we live in an outrage culture. Yeah. But there's also so much good that's happening as a result yeah. of it. It's hashtag yeah. me too. It's people being called out for their racism. It's, it's busy Roseanne. being black. It's busy being black. And I think what we have to remember is that, you know, there are people like me, you know, a queer man of color who has found it very hard to find his place in the world um, and who lashed out at the world um, during a time in his life, but has since proven himself to be yes. an asset to the community. Yeah. Um, there are those who have been consistently racist and bigoted over a number of years and because yeah. of their privilege have been kept in their ivory tower and, and, and kept everything. And so when those people fall, yeah, <laughs> because it's such a remarkable double standard, um, then our cancellation policy stands in my book, yeah. right? Because you have all the power, you're everywhere you need yeah. to be, you have everything going for you, and yet you're still racist. Yeah. Um, and I think that I have paid a very dear price for yeah. my youth and my ignorance in my youth. Um, well, I say again, like, since I've met you, I've seen and known nothing but helpfulness and gratitude and positivity. So I feel like you're a walking example of, the fact that every single human being 
is flawed yes. and is still yeah, because, incredible in their yeah. own way. Yeah, because, because I feel like we demand perfection and mm, yeah, we're not, and that's what we have to remember. We're not perfect. Yeah, mm. you know, I might have said this seven years ago. I was in a completely different energy. I was completely different yeah. person then i was in di- different situations it. different environments i was completely different then and from that time i've been on this journey of self and i found myself and now this is what i stand for mm. so why are you going to pick up yeah what i've said that is is bad well, and i think that as well because you know we are so used to defending ourselves mm-hmm. especially as black people that's especially. what i mean yeah and so we don't want one of our own to let us down like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I think there were a lot of people rooting for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when it had transpired that I fucked up so royally, yeah. <laughs> people were rightfully pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, because we just we can't afford to yeah. have, you know, um, people making mistakes like that. But also the humanity is a bit of what we've lost, I think, mm-hmm. in this social media 100%. and in this cancellation policy, yeah. which I think is what you're getting at, is how do we account for the human on the other side of the screen? Yes. And, you know, I, the way I'm interacting with social media now is vastly different than it was before because I'm thinking before I tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and even, you know, things I said a year ago, I probably wouldn't say now. Yeah, things right? I said yesterday, sometimes I wouldn't say today. Yeah, it's things fun. I said about Theresa May, for example, or Boris I mean, Johnson. <laughs> maybe things might Well, no, but just like... <laughs> Because if we look at social media, if we look at Twitter in particular, and we see the rage on that platform, yeah, right. That's why I can't. That's one of the reasons mm. I can't use it. It's so toxic. Yeah, it, it is very toxic. And so I'm thinking a lot about what I'm putting out mm. into that space. What I'm liking. What I'm retweeting. What am yeah. I sharing with the people who are following mm. yeah. me? And I think you know I don't care for Theresa May, but she is in an, an impossible position. Yeah, and I'm just not sure that me railing against her on social media is the best way for me to talk about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a consciousness that I think that we're coming into um, on social media where we're, we're realizing that, I, hey, we're part of the problem, yeah, right? And none of us are, are, are perfect. Yeah. Um, moving back to um, all of the amazing things that you do, <laughs> how can one of our listeners that feels that they have something to say and that they also want to help but they don't know how to make it a profession or a career what are the steps that you can provide our listeners with to become uh, as you are a diversity model or a diversity role model, yeah. yeah well I would say first that di- both diversity role models and um, UK Black Pride are volunteer positions mm-hmm. so I, I give my time to those um, to those organizations Okay, so when I was at Gay Times, um, and I was in talks to take up the editorship, mm-hmm. I went to my mentor, and I said, I'm not sure. Like, does it make sense that someone of my passion and my energy is working within an all-white organization to affect change? Yeah. Or should I be working in the community directly, trying to affect change and trying to empower people? And his advice was that I should do it from within an all-white organization because I'm an agent for change. And inside, I knew that that wasn't the right decision Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to do it because I didn't want that pressure. And also, I thought that it suggested that our community was at a place that could afford to lose people like me to go and work in these ivory towers. Anyway, so I say that to say, when all of this happened, and busy being black, the seed was planted last summer. And I shelved it and I didn't pay any attention to it mm-hmm. because I had all this stuff in front of me at yeah. times. Um, and when everything happened, I was like, oh, busy being black. 
that idea I had, that question I asked myself that I already knew the answer to, it has now revealed itself to me again. And so I think my advice is Mm -hmm. trust your instincts, right? Like, I'm now repivoting my life. I pivot my life every couple of years, but I'm now repivoting my life that and I'm it's it's closer to the direction that I want to be going in, yeah. which is of service to queer people of color. Mm-hmm. And so that has that's my guiding light. And so busy being black started off as a healing project. So how do I start to heal myself so that I can be of service to the community and actually the conversations that have come out as a as a part of busy being black mm-hmm. are actually more than I could have ever dreams yeah. and hope for and as i continue to do that to move my life towards serving queer people of color um it's it's i found my purpose effectively yeah. mm-hmm. in all in all of this the, mm-hmm. the great big lesson is that i'm more certain than ever that i'm here to serve queer people of color yeah, yeah. and so it's <laughs> so it's finding that purpose and then my life is aligning because yeah. of it right yeah. and it, again it goes back to your authenticity mm-hmm. i think people see now um, people are responding to me in a different yeah. way. There are organizations reaching out to me. There are emails coming through, direct yeah. messages coming through. People are responding to me, responding to my And I want people to, to really purpose. understand that that came from you essentially fucking up. Yeah. And, and so hugely. to all of... So, and so publicly as yeah, well. And so like, for, for people that, um, you know, because everyone can fuck up. Not it's not Everyone's not in, you know, the public eye. So it can be of any different kind of um, severity and measurement. How, um, what, to like round us up, what do you, uh, how would you, what advice would you give someone who has taken a knock, mm. uh, but still has you know, a passion and a desire and it still is alive and just here and wants to pursue it. What is the best advice you give to someone to handle that? Because you've executed it fantastically <laughs> when I did and the, the worst advice as well. When I did the Radio 4 interview, um, uh, shortly after, um, when I heard it back, was the first time I'd cried after the, um, after. so this is on the 17th of November, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was bawling my eyes out. I was on my own um, at home and listening to this interview with Eddie Mayer mm-hmm. and bawling my eyes out going, this has to be for something. I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't make sense unless this has all been for something. So, and it all has been for something, right? And the the advice is not really advice, but rather a statement that like, when you're going through something, when you fail, something will come out of it mm-hmm. because you will make sure it does. Yeah. Right. You and how did sure. you make sure it did, it, it, that it did? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I was just being me. I was a, no. I was like, well, because I was like thinking this has to be for something. Like yeah. this amount of pain, because it, it wasn't just my own pain. It was th- everybody who was offended by what I yeah. said. So, so a great deal of pain has been caused, mm-hmm. and the only way that I can make any sense of it is if I start to try to heal that pain. Mm-hmm. If I try to create something in the world that is better than what I did before. And so busy, I had just had to pick up the recorder and start recording those conversations and say, I'm going to start with busy being black because there's also the healing process that we do as individuals after failure. Yep. Right. And the, and the, and the failure didn't have to be, as public as mine was, yeah, of course. nor as grotesque. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our lives, you know, if it's a, it's a, if it's a breakup, yeah. right, we're mourning the loss of something, yeah. of a world that we built together. If you get knocked down publicly mm-hmm. because of shit you said in the past, you're yeah. mourning all the work that you've done to get to the place that you did. Yeah. 
like I became the first black editor of a gay magazine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so in the UK. And so that's a big thing. Huge. But you know, that's not a credit I can really claim anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, like in, in the detritus mm. of, 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 of the fallout of that event. So but I still achieved a lot. And yeah. so like not losing sight of that has been very important. And what would you say the worst advice is for anyone that has taken a knock and then does not do? The worst advice? The worst advice would be advice I gave myself. You'll be fine. (laughs) You'll be fine. (laughs) You'll be fine. And it wasn't really advice, but rather an action, right? Because everyone has a different experience Mm -hmm. and advice will always fall however it's going to fall. But it's how we behave to ourselves and with ourselves and the internal conversations that we have. So my worst conversations were, "Ah, don't worry about it don't worry about it. Just keep going forward. (laughs) And actually in doing that, I was self-medicating more. I wasn't having the conversations I needed to have. I was escaping. Mm -hmm. And I was scared to admit that I was terrified that I was terrified of speaking publicly again, that I was terrified of creating busy being black. So the worst advice or the worst thing that you can do is to ignore what you've been through. Mm -hmm. You have to like lean into the pain where it hurts Mm -hmm. most is the wound you tend first. Well, thank you so much. Is that for, helpful? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that was amazing. amazing. Thank you okay. so so much for for Waffling all of your <laughs> knowledge and sharing with us. So we will put in the link below. Um, to busy being all, black. To busy being black. To UK Black, black Pride, black. which is on Sunday the eighth of July in Vauxhall Pleasure Gardens. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be there. I will be unfortunately don't with say it. Beyonce, Giselle Mills, Carter, <laughs> Bill Ivy, and Jay Z, Carter mm-hmm. in Rome. But yeah. Have a yeah, good time, I'll be guys. Skin out. Yo. Yeah. Yes. Coming to see the outfit. I'm expecting <laughs> to see those shorts. Yes. yes. So, it's the part of the show that you've all been waiting for. It's time to get the belt. Okay, guys. I'm giving the belt to five black males, I believe, or could be Latino, who fatally stabbed a 15 year old boy. <sighs> yep. In America. In America, yes. Yeah. Yep. Did you say. In a case of mistaken identity. Um, yeah, and I watched Take the video. Away. You know when you watch something, I, I felt pain. It was mm. so disturbing. He, the way he dragged him out. The and people in the stop that stood there staring, didn't even try and help. I would have been like, please just stop. Spare his like. Oh my, it had to take five men, five grown men to kill a 15 year old boy. It's Did disgusting. You, he, they had machetes. They had I was my whole heart dropped. Someone's child, and he tried to even run to the hospital, and then died. He before, died. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my I started. I was barley. I couldn't watch. I haven't I seen the video. It. I'm not even going to watch it. I'm sorry. These I can't. Five grown men. I hope you rot in prison. Like you just some. I, honestly, if I could kill people with my eyes and get away, you know, you feel like some people mm, deserve. Yeah. Give them the this big hard screw. You know that. Hey, look at your that, face. That, that screw, oh my. Like my no, heart they goes definitely out. deserve it. My heart goes out to the mum and the fam, the sisters and every. I'm so sorry. Like, oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. That is. It's disgusting. It's, it's vile. It's, 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 it's evil. It's Seeing evil. that freaks me out. I couldn't watch Those it. Those men, I, I hope you don't get what you it. deserve. Those five men, I think they finally arrested them. I think they found we all thank of them. God for One Jesus. of them tried to flee the country. No good. Someone catch your blood. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm so sorry to the mum and the family. Who's, oh God. Yeah, man. Heart. I'm so to you guys. Who does your belt go to, Alice? My belt this week, you know, I'm going to make it just short and snappy. 
Um, I could give the bell to these type of people every week. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're going to speak more about it. But my bell just goes to homophobic people yeah. because mm-hmm. of their closed minds. Mm. Um, you know, I, Miles, you, you, you've seen it for yourself. Yeah. So many people stare at me when I'm in public. And obviously I know that I like... I know that people are going to stare at me, but it's like, I can feel the energy behind some people's stares and I can hear comments and mm. I can hear it all. And it's just, yeah. if you don't like something, don't look. Mm. Don't look at me. If you look at me and think, oh, I don't want to see that. Don't look at me. Yeah. Do you get me? Don't look no no further. Mm. Ho- like homophobic people, it's like, just because you're you're not open in that type of way or just because your mind isn't open or just because you're not ignorant you're ignorant yeah you're ignorant Mm -hmm. basically just because out of your ignorance in the stone age yeah how dare you try and come for me and the person i am out of your ignorance Mm -hmm. what 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 like oh i just can't so yeah that's what i I don't even want to speak more about that but that's all i just want to say but can can i join in on your beating because i have a bell but i also want to join in on your giving the bell out so i want to speak about when we went we were in soho and we were walking down, we're in the heart of Soho is known for being oh, yeah. a oh, very shit. gay I forgot about place. This. And we were walking down to get to the tube station. We weren't even partying in Soho. We were walking through. And then there was this alleyway, which I was about to go down. And I just wasn't even, I, I, I just went to walk down this alleyway. There's a couple of like black guys alleyway, just chilling down. Just as a shortcut. Yeah. I, do, I take it all it the time. It was like a small street. It was like a very yeah. small street. And there was this group of lads in there. Not all of them were black. There's a couple of Caucasians there. And then like, uh, spiritual body did like a swift like U-turn instead of going down there. I was like, like where are you going? And it's like, spiritual body, like, where are you going? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then as I walked away, I could hear them going, oh, look, no, that's a man, bro. That's a man. Oh, people like you, insp- people, he body. read their energy and I didn't even pick it up. And he read it before I was literally he stood in the mix it. of them. And I was stood in the mix of them. And it wasn't until I walked away that I heard them like being like, oh, like, and being like absolute homophobic dickheads. Why the fuck would you take your black ass and your homophobic ass to the heart of homo city, to Soho, to yeah. be around mm. things that you don't fucking like? That's so fucking dumb. That's like being a vegan and spending your spare time in KFC, bitch. Mm. If you don't like something, why take yourself mm-hmm. to the heart of it? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. It was a sa- what day was it? A Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah. You're telling me your dumbass takes yourself to the place that where your hatred lies and resides. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck does that on their night on their mm-hmm. night off to, the, as a pastime? Mm-hmm. You clearly must like it. Yeah. You clearly must like it on your night out to go to to a gay village. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you don't like it? Mm-hmm. Are you just curious, my nigga? <laughs> Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Because why are you taking yourself there? Mm-hmm. Why go? Anyway, yeah, I wanted to join in your yeah, belt. And all, you. whoever those idiot men were, you will get the belt, every single one of you. Yeah, thank you for finishing off my <laughs> belt because it does make me tired when I speak about that. But I was like, I need to give the belt to homophobic people. Yeah. But it makes me tired. But so those in thank particular you. that night, if you don't, if you don't like gays... <laughs> I'm sorry, but sorry. But just don't go to Soho. You're stupid <laughs> On a as Saturday fuck. night, bitch. Please. Because y'all going to see me there being fucking egg. The fuck? Like, oh, that is so backwards. As soon as you walking down, you said, Alice is... Sh- 
I don't know. You turn cashier. His laid lace front just went. This is what people like don't people like don't realize about me. I'm spiritual body, yeah. I'm spiritual because I'm connected with my spirit spirit guides. So for me, I didn't even have to come face to face with them. I was just they was just in my vision and I was just getting closer and my spirit guide said, Turn around and I don't know you turn. And I, I just, think you would know as soon as you walk down an alleyway and you see men. Like, that would make me feel uncomfortable straight up in, in any Do you know what? That used to, especially when I first moved to London, but I've almost made like a conscious effort to be like, no, I'm fine. Like, I've got my back. Yeah. If not, God's yeah. got my back. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So I've got, I've got to point out, of course I'm aware sometimes, but like, I'm just like, it's cool. Yeah. And I and I just went. And but yeah, that happened. That's man privilege though. <laughs> Pardon? I said that's man privilege. I guess so. Different As a woman, it's completely yeah. different. So yeah, I can really yeah, get that. I'll be like, where you guys going? <laughs> 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 Come back. <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway, my Miles's own belt uh, goes out to a man at Netflix who's no longer with Netflix, we thank God, by the name of Jonathan Friedland. Um, so he served as Netflix's uh, chief communications officer for like six years. Um, and he, this white male, um, I don't know how old he is, he looks old and, you know, uh, unmoisturized. He <laughs> has been fired for using the word nigger. And it wasn't on once, it was actually twice uh logged twice but apparently it's been more than that so it was an it was an internal memo um chief executive reed hastings apologized to staff for not acting sooner and said that the comments uh, showed a deep lack of understanding again they never like to just say it was racist <laughs> they show all of the words in the dictionary besides the one which describes it is, it. Yeah. it is right um it basically the first incident took place in a meeting with the public relations team to discuss sensitive words how ironic um and that uh he used that word there flippantly didn't really care it was obviously something he says normally at home around the pals when he goes out for a pint like you know these mm. niggers yeah you know yeah so he said that and nothing was done it was just noted uh however a few days later the term nigger was again used uh this time at a meeting of black employees at the company so I'm guessing it was around white people. The word, the word was used and nothing was done. It was noted. And then it took him to say it again in front of black people to be like, actually, no, we need to get this man fired because what the fuck? And God knows how many other times he would have said it. A man, right, he had done lots for the company and people did say he was great to work around, but he's fucking racist. So I'm mm, just glad that is. finally someone of, of high power was again axed from the company, um, put in his place and... Yeah, just like, ugh, like, don't be saying the word nigger. People get annoyed at me sometimes for saying it. And guess what? If it's a person of color and they don't mean to say it around them, guess what? I, I'll respect you and I will not say it in front of you. But some people, especially what gets me is when white people say, oh, if we're not allowed to say it, you can. Right. No, 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 no. And one, one, I had this discussion with someone in my workplace, actually, and I, I, I similarized it or held it coherent with the word mm. fag so fag is an, a derogatory term it stems yeah. from a not very nice place but guess what gays can say it as and however they want and not one straight person can tell them oh don't say that because i can't say it no that word comes from a horrible place and it's nowhere near as offensive as the word nigger like there is literally blood sent generations of blood sweat rape murder 
slavery connotated with that word and we as a people have turned it flipped it and now we own it and now we use it as as something which does empower us and something which does you know what if if someone feels awkward around it then well guess what we felt awkward when you know we were enslaved (laughs) that wasn't the most comfortable position to be so like Yes, I'm just um, honing it back to the guy that's getting the belt, uh, Mr. Jonathan Friedland. This week you're getting the belt for your stupidity in 2018 to be saying that word. Get yourself together and this week you get the belt. That is another episode of Get the Belt. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, at the end of the, at the, in the description, you will be able to find, you know, our Melanie Magnificence for the week. You'll also find our incredible guest, Josh Rivers, details in the description below. And again, a huge round of applause for Josh. And thank you thank so much you for coming so on the much. show. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I was helpful. <laughs> and yeah, remember, if you have any questions, we will be back next week with listener letters. So we will be reading out the emails that we've got. Please feel free to send in some more to contact com. Um, thank you again for all the love all of the support keep on messaging us sharing the podcast and if you like what you heard follow us on you know um, SoundCloud Acast iTunes all of the shebang the links in the bio and tell a friend tell a friend Mm -hmm. so thanks for listening guys you've been listening to Get Get the Belt Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.